Hey everybody, this is Mike. Just uh, letting you know that uh, this is going to be a little, the sound is going to be a little different in this episode. We uh, had to go off a Skype recording due to a couple of mistakes. And also, I wanted to give out a, uh, I've been uh, re-listening to uh, episodes of the Is It Worth It podcast, which is on the Retro RPG podcast feed. And this is a, uh, a filler show when uh, Derek and Don aren't able to do their episodes. And it's uh, run consistently by Blaine J, who reviews uh, video games and uh, discusses if they're worth their asking price on eBay. He's an avid collector, and he also works with a uh, guest on this show, James Milholland. And they have been giving uh, consistent shout-outs, just... Uh, you know, letting everybody know that uh, we're out there doing stuff. And I just wanted to return the favor. They are really cool dudes. Really feel the love. I've been uh, listening to a couple of episodes. And uh, whenever I'm down, like, I just hear them talk about how nice my podcast is. And I'm just like, aww. I'm get all mushy inside. And Anyway, just wanted to uh, put that out there and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. You've tuned in for volume 57 from February of 1994. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-host, Mike. Good morning. And John. Hi. Uh, We're hopefully going to be joined by uh, guest Richard Reeder whenever he can make it due to timing constraints. Uh, We didn't have him at the top of the show. Um... Just to buy us some time, we'll also talk about um, uh, how you can reach us in between episodes right now. So if you'd like to reach out to the show, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Playing With Power Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to Mike on Twitter, he runs the at Get The Power 88 handle. And if you'd like to listen to old episodes, you can just go to our website, PlayingWithPowerPodcast.com. Reach also, out and touch Mike. We also have a Patreon. <laughs> he can really use it. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor the show, you, we also have a Patreon up and running. If you go to patreon.com slash power, uh, you can donate a few dollars to the show and become a sponsor, which we would appreciate very much. And uh, if you're unable to do that or are, have already done so, uh, please go on iTunes and uh, give us a rate and review. It helps the show uh, get some more notoriety out there. And it's free advertising for us. All right, I think I got covered all the bases there. Uh, gentlemen, how are you doing? Recording on a I think John, Sunday. <laughs> I think John should go first because he celebrated a certain little thing recently. Uh, yeah, my birthday yesterday. Woo-hoo. Yay, happy birthday. Thank you. So how old are you now? Enough to party. Um, <laughs> 34. Well, 34 this year, so damn. catching up to you. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I had a wonderful sleep last night, this morning, this afternoon, thanks to the wonderful Casper Mattress, but I'm not going to tell you anything more about it because they are not sponsoring the show yet. <laughs> Nor will they ever. <laughs> no. I, I, think you, I think our listeners need to tell about uh, two, 3,000 friends about the show. Mm. Then maybe maybe we can start getting some some coverage here. Maybe. If okay. we get, like, a daycare to sponsor us, do I get kids sent to my house? <laughs> do the kids in my trunk qualify me for the carpooling? 
That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're looking at uh, on the cover front cover here. the The title game is Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, a nice illustration of Bugs Bunny. And there's a lot of paint cans being toppled over behind him, and for whatever reason, a, a giant pencil eraser erasing Bugs Bunny's hand. Yeah, is there is there a dynamic in that game where like it's gonna you're like creating the level or the levels created? Like, I mean, is there any art or anything that's generated? Like, um, no, seemingly? you you are being you're Bugs Bunny. You're being antagonized by the illustrator. Mm-hmm. Huh. So the right. so the so the pencil is creating hazards for you, while you uh, just try to survive. It's kind of like so, fighting God. So, it's it's like uh, the Donald subreddit, and the pencil is like all the cucks that get in their way. Is kind of what you're going for. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, if apparently if you care about people's feelings and. Uh, Dignity. Then apparently you like to watch your wife get banged by other men. That, that's what that's what the Trump supporter mentality is. Like, if you care about other people, then you probably aren't a man. Well, I mean, you can enjoy both, right? Yeah, I mean, like, what if you like watching your wife get plowed? You, know, you, you, you had a busy day. She's she's begging you for some sweet orgasms. You can't deliver because you're exhausted. All of a sudden, this guy comes over and he's just like. Hey man, I brought lasagna, and you're like, "Oh fuck, this is great." Would you Would you like anything? Well, can I bang your wife? Oh, thank you. And then you know, then you get to watch your wife get banged. It's like a living. It's like a porno in your living room. It's a small wonder why you're still single, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please tell us about the virtues of being uh, subjugated by another man. <laughs> well, you're not being uh, subjugated. She is. No. The worst you just, get, you just get to watch. She takes a load in her mouth and she comes over and kisses you. That's oh, that's Mike's favorite part. <laughs> you know this little effect. You, you know this. You know this lasagna needed a little salt. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> this went down uh. real fast. <laughs> and welcome to the power. Just though. like my wife. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Um, so yeah, lots of paint. Maybe he's like, maybe he's into huffing paint. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it has to do with the levels, I think. Um, I mean, we'll get into the game once we get into it here. But uh, that, would, that would be great to figure out. That would be great to see Bugs is just in a store, <laughs> and he's just like fucking plowing through a Rona's or a Lowe's, and he's just imagining he's being chased by a, an omniscient pencil. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Um. That meme. It was like one of the first memes. It was the guy that had all the gold paint on his face. Remember that guy? No. What? No. Uh, they not. caught him like breaking into a paint store, and it was like a mug shot, and his whole just freaking like it was like he had a like a glitter goatee. Who was that wrestler? Goldust was that the one? No. That, like, it looked like he it looked like he blew the what the Tin Man or something. Yeah, it, it looks. Like, it, yeah, it looked like he just eaten Goldoss's salad or something. <laughs> he he, yeah, he went down on list. he went down on King Midas. <laughs> so we do have a cool effect here, like where the pencil is kind of like erasing part of the cover. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's that. Let's move on the inside here. I think <laughs> we've seen this commercial before, where the baseball is shattered a window. Yep. Okay, get a friend into something besides trouble. So we've seen this one. Yep. Yeah, so it's like indoctrinate your friends as part of the uh, Nintendo Super F- Power Club. Join do, us. <laughs> do your do your do your gamer friends have properly lowered Thetan levels? <laughs> what? 
one of us, one of us. All right. Um, us. Uh, and then we have like uh, a, a new skateboarder. Ad. No, we've seen this before. Is this I'm pretty t- sure. No, is it? No. Oh, yeah, there, was a, there was a s- snowboarder. Like so, they they're they're continuing the uh, alternative sports uh, advertising scheme here. Oh, well, it's not like they're have. gay. I mean, this is extreme sports, isn't it? Mine still has a snowboarder. No, we have a skateboarder. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it Tony Hawk? No, it's not Tony Hawk. (laughs) But it is. Really? Because he's kind of skinny and ugly. Hmm. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, it's like a photoshopped uh, skateboarder on the edge of an empty swimming pool. And they've, like, photoshopped, like, Game Boy graffiti onto the sides of the pool, Mm -hmm. a Game Boy into his hand. So, I don't know. Yeah, Ben got a different um, ad than we did. So, that's interesting. Yeah, I got the same one from last month with the uh, right. snowboard. Yeah, and the and the graffiti has. Uh, yes. The graffiti I think, has. I think Mike Mike had a stroke, but it says take it anywhere. <laughs> no, I just heard you talking really slow, like yeesh, yeesh, again, and I'm like, you had a stroke. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. I had a stroke in my ears. All right. Okay, so we got the flaming graffiti saying Game Boy, and then the uh, the 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 crazy street tag font on the other side saying Take it anywhere. Yep, which is what I just said. But all right. Oh well, I didn't hear you because my computer fucked me. Mm. All right, let's like table that, con- just like the guy in the Git mask fucked your wife. All right, let's move <laughs> so- on to the table of contents. So for Super Nintendo, we have Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage, Young Merlin. Skyblazer, Inspector Gadget, The Sports Scene, which is a bunch of sports games, Lester the Unlikely, and Choplifter 3. For Game Boy, we have Spider-Man and the X-Men and Arcade's Revenge, The Simpsons, Bart and the Beanstalk, and then for Nintendo, we have Zelda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2. And then we have and a, a comic, of- we will have Metroid. Uh, is, so wasn't the last month different? We didn't have a Metroid last month, did we? Or last week? Whatever. Uh, we had no. We had a Mario Brothers one with Wario and getting right. presents for right. Peach. So I guess they're they're not doing like the year like series There's anymore. No continuity anymore. That is doing no. enough issues. Mm. I like it. <laughs> okay. It was short. I like it. All right. Yeah. And then what we have? Uh, Dick nose is kind of must be cold in February because his nose is like you know shrunk down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's battling his. Um, was the Astro Boy uh, game-linked robot buddy mm-hmm. going on here? Yeah, he's totally electrocuting him somehow. And he's beating the crap out of him. So he's turned the tables now in their duels, and he's, and he's winning over the robot. Okay. All right. So, player's pulse. Next up here. Uh, looks like they just got back into regular uh, letters here, and they don't have the art uh, as what? much here. What is going on with the R in players' po- pulse? <laughs> it's made of butts. It must be peaches. Yeah, it must be. So they have, each letter is made out of different uh, fruit, and there's a person holding up the fruit. So we got bananas for the P, strawberries for L. Yeah, and then we get down to R. It just looks like red asses, like red baboon asses. <laughs> we got mandrel. We got some mandrel taints over here. And the watermelon has like an umbilical cord. <laughs> it's <apostrophe>. inflatable. <laughs> They've doubled up on bananas because they got lazy for the ass. Yep. And they like for some reason they switched to vegetables for pulse. 
Because mm-hmm. you got carrots, peas, tomatoes, which are technically a fruit, I guess, and eggplant and uh, corn. Corn. Appar- apparently, the eggplant emoji is used ninety percent of the time to represent a penis, based on like analytics that yes. Apple did. So, <laughs> I mean, that what? makes sense, I guess. And we got the, <laughs> That's why the guy's nervous with the end of the eggplant. <laughs> yeah, right, it's right in his face. The Bulbasan is going right into his mouth, pretty much. <laughs> He's got a little <laughs> bit of uh, free cum on his cheek too. <laughs> the, that eggplant's running a train on his face. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's yeah. get the letters here. I'll start us off. Jay Barton. Wait, 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 wait. Are we not going to talk about the guy that's like super excited about the banana? No, oh, I haven't seen this. Oh. <laughs> right after the Aston players. <laughs> he, he, he is like, down. he is excited about a banana going into his mouth. Mm hmm. That's uh, that's a yeah. really right. s- straight banana too. No curve. And he has no lower teeth. For totally some erect banana. It's just just upper teeth, no lower. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. Mike knows what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Let's. Uh, All right. You want the first? Yeah, Jay Barton from Hiram, Utah says on the back cover a few of the issues. It shows a super nose and a block of ice. Yeah. Did you really freeze a Super Nintendo? I love to know. And so they responded to him, Ah, Jay, the wonders of special effects and photographic tricks. The answer you're looking for is no. The block of ice is actually just a plastic shell. It is way cool, though, huh? <laughs> so they've shattered the mystery. No, oh, I think I mentioned that, that it was a shell. Like, I think you did call it, yeah. Yeah. I'll give I might have read this at some point. Interesting. There's no... Anyway, anyway. Mike's clicking away, like it's usually my thing. But all right, uh, second uh, letter is from Ian Stalker of Carpenter, California. What, what actually is it, Carpenteria? Hmm. Anyway, nerd alert. Here we go. If Mario Paint has forty-one thousand six hundred and sixty-four dots available, judging from page one hundred and twelve of Mario Player Paint Player's Guide, and fifteen different colors to choose from, then did you know that there are a total of one to the, I don't know, probably 30th or so different possible images to create on a single page. That's a lot, eh? I thought I'd tell you. So basically, did like the algorithm of like 15 uh, exponential to the 41,664. So, yes, theoretically, like all the different pixels in all the different positions um, mean that there's almost an infinite amount of combinations. Which they respond, uh, thanks, Ian. That's certainly some useful information. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. All right. Mike, get the next one Mikey. with the photo. Okay. During the blizzard of 93, I built an igloo that you could stand in. But it didn't <laughs> look much like an igloo. So I converted it into Dr. Wiley's castle from Mega Man. From that's, Joshua Spitz from Proctorville, Ohio. And oh my fuck, this is an awesome snow castle. Snow penis, giant snow penis, <laughs> with a skull carved on it. It is friggin' amazing. That is awesome. It is pretty but, good. But, but I don't but know the, why you would make it to stand it. Like literally, all you could do is stand in that. Like you would just stand up and you'd be facing snow, like whichever way you turn. I just, know it's, it's got like a human-sized hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. And then we have a long letter from you know, Floyd Turner Jr. from. You know what that reminds me of, Ben? What? Was when we went on the ski trip with Scouts and Jay Tennyson went to the top God. 
of the mountain and instead of skiing all day, he just built a snow fort at the top of the mountain and crawled in it. <laughs> no, he let it yeah. not drip all over his fucking face. He said, <laughs> Jay, use a it's tissue. Natural. It up. It's natural. Uh, I'm like, uh, dude, you're, are you retarded or five? You're 17 years old. Like, And then we, made, <laughs> then we made fun of him at the pizza place, so he went and crammed all his pizza in the urinal, and they got mad at us. <laughs> dude, they banned us. Yeah. <laughs> Round Table Pizza in uh, was Springerville. Yeah. Has <laughs> banned us. Our pictures are up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. We are we are urinal stuffers in their book. <laughs> uh, okay, Mike, this idea of you putting the mic behind the keyboard was a bad call. I'm going to tell you right now. That's all I'm hearing is keyboard. <laughs> oh, no. All Let's right, Ben, you want the next? Uh, yeah, I'll take the next one. Uh, Floyd Turner from Whiting, Indiana, says, I must tell you this. Although my case might be a rare and isolated instance, your game systems have truly saved my life. You see, I am a 34-year-old for almost, and for almost 20 years, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Three years ago, I went to a treatment center for help. A counselor told me I needed something to occupy my time with, so on a whim, I bought an NES because my brother had an old Atari 5200 that I liked to play. The NES seemed superior. Well, that's all it took. I was instantly addicted again. Oh, God. But this time to video games. After a year, I bought the Super NES. Every spare penny and every free moment goes to my video games. I would advise anyone young or old, if you even thought about trying drugs, forget it. All of my game systems and game packs are a whole lot cheaper and bring much more pleasure than any drug. Also, and I have, drugs, to, suck, and I have to suck less dick for them. Yes. Also, I just, I, now I just do it for pleasure. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Floyd. Also, with drugs, when you die, never that's let it. Your, never let your passion become your job. <laughs> uh, anyway, with drugs, when you die, that's it. The end. With my Nintendo systems, I can die a hundred times a day, but it always just hit reset. So he traded one crippling addiction for another. Yay! Good job, Floyd. No, but seriously, we'll see you, you know, in World of Warcraft rehab. Good for him. Yeah, holy Christ, if he found Warcraft. No, they never would have found him. No, he'd be, he'd, All right, and sure then the fine. I'll leave the picture to Mike, um, but we'll go. I'll read the last letter here. Warning, warning! I was using an unlicensed project product to clean my Super Nintendo, and I was shocked to find that it broke a contact where you put in the game pack. That's a lesson I won't soon forget. So, Mike Gallagher of Kingswood, Tex, Texarkana. Uh, so yeah, don't clean your Super Nintendo with unlicensed cleaning products is what they're trying to hype there. So you want to talk about the picture, Mike? Oh yeah, we got Living in Mario's World. Kathy White from Pickering, Ontario sent in this photo of a bedroom that's straight out of Super Mario World. The whole room is painted this way. How would you like to wake up and find Bonsai Bill in your face every morning? <laughs> and it is a perfectly rendered drawing uh, one of the first levels of Super yeah, Mario they, with a Koopa shell. Pretty, yeah. The mountains in the background, the uh, the uh, oblong clouds, hmm. the smiling clouds How do you think they above. did that? Do you think they did a grid and mapped it out? I mean, I've seen people use, um, like, a projector to do it, hmm. where you just, like, pause the game and, like, trace. Because that looks too good to be freehand. Like, Yeah. No, that's definitely good to be freehand. They, they, must have, they must have done a grid. Or a projector. But. Lots of tape, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, uh, except like one of the smiles in one of the cr clouds is like different on the far right. 
anyway. And then they've uh, channeled their inner David Letterman. They're now running a top 10 section, apparently. Uh, so do we want to do a countdown style in honor of uh, Letterman's show that's no longer no longer around? Let's do it. All right. So top 10. We have them right here. Top 10 reasons for losing your life in a video game. Number 10, Ben? I have never played this game before. Hmm. That is a good reason. Mike, you want number nine? Okay, it's, I've accidentally pressed the wrong button. And coming in at number eight, my dog was playing with the cord and he unplugged it. Ooh, Ooh and Ben? Number seven is my little brother tried to snatch the controller from me. Always blaming, always blaming the, uh, the siblings for your failures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Mikey. Someone walked in front of the TV and I couldn't see. Paul, has that ever happened to you? Has someone <laughs> walked in front of the TV and you couldn't see anything? Yeah. I know I did, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah, usually yeah, it's, yeah, usually yeah. it's a sadomasochistic video that I have on the TV, though. It's not a video game. Yeah, don't you hate right. it when that guy in the Gimp mask, he does, just like breaks the scene and he walks in front of the TV, Paul? That happens to you a lot, doesn't it, Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is no... There is no snuff. All right. At number five, I had to pause to answer the phone, and it broke my concentration. How the... What? Okay, whatever. All right. <laughs> ben? The difficulty is set on impossible. Hmm. That's more like my dating life. No. <laughs> All right, Mike, you want number three? It's my favorite level, and I want to play again. It's my favorite level, and I want to play through it again. <laughs> yeah, Mike repeated it. Mm. All right. And number two. Number two reason for losing a life in a video game. Really? I'm just warming up. Mm. <laughs> right, Paul? <laughs> All right. And Mikey. We're actually computer- Sorry, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Take it away, Mike. Number one reason for that losing compu- a video game, life in a video game is the computer cheated. Yes. <laughs> Pretty all good. Right. Blame it on blame it on the computer. That those are all from Alex Fernandez of Victorville, California. So uh, we have the jet ski winner, uh, Sean Roberts. From Jacksonville, Florida, was uh, selected as the grand prize winner from Volume Forty Eight, and uh, let's see, Nintendo set him up with a Kawasaki TS transsexual jet ski and a full complement of safety gear. All that Sean had to do was send in his player's polo card, wait by the phone for us to call, and go down to local Kawasaki dealer to pick up his prizes. And since Sean's family lives on the banks of the St. Johns River, he doesn't have to go far in order to ride it. So, good for him. The picture of him riding uh, the jet ski, and uh, they have a caption that's saying, there aren't many waves in this inland body of water near Sean's home, but that's okay. Now we can make all the waves he wants. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben, what's going on in Editor's Corner? Anything of note? Uh, Let's see here. She's mainly talking about... um, how they about the new Super Metroid comic they, series they have debuting in this issue, and they said the biggest concern was trying to figure out what Samus looks like without her helmet on. Uh, so they've all seen the best ending of the Metroid games, but it's hard to visualize facial features from that. So they finally came up something between Princess Leia and Ripley from the Alien series. So they went with the happy ending. I like that. <laughs> something junk in respect. <laughs> all right. 
on to our game coverage. What do we have? Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage from Looney Tunes. So it's a side-scrolling platformer that uh, looks uh, has really good graphics. It looks like the animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's got all the coverage is here is about uh, different episodes, essentially. So that's that's kind of the story. Uh, I played this for about five minutes before getting stuck. And, oh, yeah? And uh, decided to <laughs> quit it and rage quit it. What'd you get stuck on? Was it the ROM that got you stuck or? Well, I mean, it starts off and first of all, it doesn't let you like skip past any kind of transition. Mm. So you're sitting there waiting for like the first level load and this either pencil or it's like a paintbrush comes along and like maybe 10 pixels at at a time, it's like swiping back and forth, unveiling the scene to you. Mm. And you're just sitting there for good 20 seconds waiting for that thing to load. Mm. You see bugs and then you're like, okay, can I play yet? And then like the title comes on and all this kind (laughs) of stuff. You're like, that's great. Can I skip it and play? So, I, I started off at the first level, which is the Wabbit Hunt, um, and you've just got kind of got all the odds stacked against you. So you can throw pies at people, at bug as bug as Bugs Bunny, um, but they kind of just stun your opponent, and you have to be like mm. right next to them for that mm. to actually catch. Um, and you can like kick. Like a big, like, wind-up ass kick. And that seems to be the only thing that you can actually eliminate enemies with. And there's dogs all over the place. There's just stray bullets getting shooting at you from random directions with no no apparent enemy in sight. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't figure out how to get up a ledge at a certain point, and I gave up. Did you, did you get to argue with Elmer Fudd that it was, or Daffy, that it was duck season or wabbit season? Nope, didn't get that far. <laughs> That's gotta looks... be one of my favorite interactions of like all Looney yeah. Tunes. Yes, yeah, so like duck season, wabbit season, duck season, and he like switches it up on him. It's mm-hmm. just such a simple. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Ben. Uh, also, do they have the abominable snowman in this one? Didn't see him. I see a snow level. Yeah, that's the first level. I don't think he's in it though. Oh my god, they got the bull. Oh, frig! That was one. Of, that was one of my favorite cartoons where he faces off against the bull. It's got a name. What's the bull's name? Uh, let's see here. Does the bull have a name? Just yeah, Toro. I think his name is Toro. Mm. It just says the bull. Looney Tunes. I'll look it up. Yeah, Toro. So yeah, you're right. You're nailed right. it. Yeah, when he faces off against Toro. And he's he's got the red cape, and then he pulls the cape away, and the bull like crushes it, runs into the anvil. Or then when he's pissed off the bull so much, you see the bull. He's got it. He's grinding his own horns against a uh, a stone sharpener, <laughs> just ready to take out bugs. It's yeah. friggin' great. I like and the like, level. Like the level uh, labels are all over the place. We've got like uh, level one point three, level two thousand one, level. Like exponent, like oh yeah, that's funny. Level forty-two uh, point seven five nine percent, like level two thousand one. <laughs> right, MechRabbit is a fucking formula. Three right. to the square root of x <laughs> divided by y over c. Uh, no, it's not three to the. It's uh, x to the 
uh, third root or whatever, or the or what is it? It's not square root. It's a uh, cube root. So anyway, yeah, back to our. But there, there's a lot of different. I mean, like so, like we said, we have um, like a cowboy Yosemite Sam level. We've got Taz in here in a Tasmania level. We've got uh, Bugs in Space, which has the uh, Martian Marvin the Martian and uh, the instant Martians. <laughs> Just add water. Some of yeah. my favorite characters. Uh, there's a there's a um, a level where you fight the champ Crusher. Crusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was that one was also great. Mike's porn name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I I I remember playing this game when I was a kid. Like, it's a fun game. I mean, it's one of the better Looney Tunes games, I would say. So, I don't know. Do you remember playing it at all, Mike? Yep. I think I beat it, but uh, it was a long time ago, so I can't really say for sure. I'd have to play it again. Hmm. Although I don't think that would be too much of a uh, labor. I mean, all these levels has just taken me back to the good old cartoons, mm-hmm. and the graphics here are top-notch. So The graphics are very mm-hmm. nice, very true to the original cartoons. Anyway, anything else to say about Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage? Uh, I, we got a good screenshot during <clears throat> the, uh, the Wabbit Wiles fighting Wily Coyote. Where uh, it looks like you're fighting two bugs is uh, attacked by two robots, and you just get to see his skeleton, and uh, his skeleton still holding a carrot, or he has an orange, pe- or he has an orange penis. Nice. Okay, so it says so. on all folks, and they they tease a level with Sylvester, Pepe Le Pew, and the master disguised Daffy Duck. So you can yeah, see so Sylvester, <laughs> Sylvester is hitting Bugs. Like you can see Bugs thoroughly caught up in the cow catcher, and he's just got that look on his face, like you know, like he's only just realizing something's going wrong when his legs have already been taken off by a train. <laughs> and then, uh, then it shows him <laughs> exposing his taint to debt to uh, Duck Dodgers in the next one. He's just got his leg up in the air while, but while Daffy's looking straight into his asshole. Lovely. Okay, so the next game is Young Merlin. So this is uh, basically, it's Merlin as a young boy. It's an action RPG that uh, I think is is geared towards children. It seems, um, it's not dark, it's, it's very pleasant and friendly and sort of easy to follow and easy to get along with. Um, so it's enjoyable. It's like if you were playing... Um, if you thought A Link to the Past was was too dark for you and you wanted something more lighthearted, uh, Young Merlin would be a good pick. So they've got a, a list of all of the um, pitfalls you come across or areas. It's got a map here. So they have like Meanie Tree, number one, where you have to throw stars at it. You have to get your powers from Rainbow Falls. <laughs> you have... Uh, <laughs> that was John's first gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you have to fight Thunder Pig to get past him, and you can use stun that, that's John, him and shooting Thunder stars. Pig, Thunder Pig is where John moved after Rainbow Falls closed down. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, towards the end of the area, you go through the Rainbow Gate. <laughs> well, I mean, there's like a heart tree. There's another meanie tree. Chimes Pond. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
So these wasn't Young Merlin? These are all San Francisco hotspots. Wasn't Young Merlin a show on BBC for a while? Seems I think like just called Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> it was good though. I liked it. I don't know. I, I watched like most of the first season of that, and I just could not get past how uh, they cast Guinevere. I mean, like mm-hmm. the chick was okay, but like in the books and everything, she's supposed to be like the most beautiful thing ever. And I'm mm. like, mm, chick's like a six, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so. I'm sorry. Like, it's not what to uh, sign up for on, in the Arthurian Tales. All I remember <laughs> is the ads for the show where they're like, if I don't have magic, what have I got? And it was like, what yeah, that was, pretty, that was pretty much the only... Uh, oh, teeth. <laughs> Stick it out every which way. So, yeah, you're right. It's pretty much like a Zelda clone. Mm-hmm. Um, simple version of it. It's like a simple <laughs> kid's version of it, essentially. Yeah, um, featuring a lot of hedge mazes. So that's just the first area, and then they go through different um, stages or areas. This is the coal mine, um, where you get to find different things in the coal mine and walk to the exit. It's kind of like a maze. And you have a literal hedge mage. Hedge do you bring the Do you bring the jobs back to the coal mine if you win? <laughs> you also give them a black long too. Make and then you make, don't and then you don't give them health care to to fix the black lung. <laughs> make make Albion great again. Yeah, that's what I was, God damn it. I was trying to think of the name of it. Anyway. There's an undersea level. There's a cave herring. Mm. So is this kid from the future? Because he seems to be wearing like 80s style clothing while everyone else is dressed like peasants. So like he a wearing kid, 80s clothing? A kid, like he's, got, kid, he's got like red leather pants. Face. He's got red leather pants, a black vest on. I mean, he Judge just doesn't him. look. Just because he looks like something out of the Goonies doesn't mean he's, he's in the a 80s. wizard, Mikey. You're <laughs> a wizard, Harry. Anyway. So if it's a train car level, there's what? Another. You have to go ride down Rainbow Falls again. Oh my god. Number eight. Give a gift. Cassiolari is a lonely wizard who could use a pet. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 man. Luke. <laughs> anyway, I don't trust him. The old dude living in the forest looking for kids to come and give him presents. He is real lonely. So, mm-hmm. anyways, it, it seems like an enjoyable game, but it's not. Uh, it's, it's not one I would recommend for anyone over the age of like ten. Go play Zelda instead. Yeah. All right. Next game we have is Skyblazer. Ah, oh, where's Brandon? Where you need him? <laughs> <laughs> Skyblazer is a uh, platforming game, a platforming action game that feels like a cross between uh, Prince of Persia. Looks like Act Razor a bit. And yeah, Act Razor. It's sort of like a Arabian styled um, or Persian styled um, platforming action game. So you probably can't like import this anymore with the new president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's let's, going on? Let's just say the like, carts get detained at the airport. <laughs> if they don't get kicked, if they don't get beat up and pulled off the plane. Mm. <laughs> no, that you'd have to be a an elderly Asian gentleman for that to happen. Yeah, that would be more like Miyamoto. <laughs> 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 that dude got a concussion and his teeth knocked out, and it was just funny. <laughs> like poor old, old Asian... 
like doctor gets his fucking teeth knocked out in a concussion. And we're like, ah, yeah, he got a shit kick out of you. It's funny. Well, you know, he had it coming because he was sucking dick for oxycodone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and they, that was the other thing. They went into his past and like found that shit. So well, now he can give better head without those teeth. Even the way. Nice. You'd know it. <laughs> so, all right. Why is the third to... island so fucking small? Oh, I don't know. It's weird. Um. Anyways, I, I only played this game for about fifteen like minutes, doc- but he's good. Who are these evil Doctor Claw Wizard things? Uh, Where are you looking? I swear, it's like Genghis, it's like Genghis Khan and Inspector Gadget, and Inspector Gadget's enemy merged I'll with Apocalypse. You. I'll catch you next time, Gadget. Next time. Next time. <laughs> you looking at Ashura? The you looking Trish. at like a weird like pharaoh, like mecha pharaoh character thing. Oh, in the art? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the guy, totally each guy has game. three. Each guy has three beards. Yeah, I don't, oh know, what's hap- I don't know what's happening with that. I've no. never seen dreadlock beards before. This is one of those cases where the art totally does not match the game. Like at so, all. You fly around as the character, right? Like, do you do you no, have to gain the ability to fly? You can't fly. Why is there? It looks like you're flying in like the page twenty-seven on the left. On the left. Oh, I never got that far. It looks like uh, <laughs> there's like a mode seven uh, view. Yeah. Unless you're falling. That's cool. It looks no, like a lot of you're flying in the sky. And the platforming is like in the sky too, but there's like. Oh. I was say, you can't really fly while you're platforming. You're just jumping. <laughs> the way he's jumping with his arms out extended, he's like little Nemo. He's just like just so full of joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like a fun game. I got through about 15 minutes of it. Yeah, played all right. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I'd go back and play it. I like how they explain the lack of uh, tactility for the woods. It says, if Sky finds himself treed, the leaves and branches will break his fall, but they won't hold him up. It's almost as if he sinks through the trees. Mm-hmm. So, oh, actually, I thought it, like he just completely fell through the trees. But, you know, you, you fall slowly through the trees. So that's kind of neat. That's that's good, actually. Hmm. Yeah, so there's different levels where you are literally flying in the sky platforming. You're, you're flying in a mode 7. What we have here yep. is a oh, worth fire. Like, this is some pi- yeah, that's some pilot wing shit up there. Yep. It's just like gathering gems, flying through rings of spike balls. And they show mm-hmm. us a, a feature on the spinning armored eyeball where the yeah. giant sort of... Uh, uh, that does not look pers- like a fun boss to fight. <laughs> that looks pretty brutal. looking uh, boss, it, it basically gets bigger and smaller using mode 7. When the, the eye gets large, just crouch down the left corner to avoid the spikes. They will miss you. Hmm. Yeah. So well, that's good. There's a safe spot. <laughs> so and then the more bosses that they don't cover is is uh, like Mike's dating life. We have the rotating wall of glory hole. And <laughs> are they blow? Oh my god! That, that that thing is like a walking glory hole. You're right. Well, it's yeah, like it's just water level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There she blow. That's actually a really cool boss. He's like in panels of ice or water mm-hmm. like coming out of them, but he's also in a wall, and then the whole mm-hmm. wall rotates. That's pretty cool, yeah. actually. There they blow. That looks like a Mega Man level where you're just standing on 
platforms. It's the Donald Trump game. Like one of the bosses is literally a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, the anyway. what you call it? This boss looks like a cross between a dragon, a rhino, an elephant, and a ninja turtle. Whatever. It Jesus is, Christ! All you have to do is nail it in the snout. <laughs> Watch, Watch out, out for the, the apples. apples, whatever the hell that, that means. That's gotta be like one of the weirdest paragraphs in like the history of <laughs> Nintendo Power. Nice. <laughs> so you, okay, so I, you use the Mode Seven graphics to fly in between the islands. That's what it is. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that is just so good. Like you're just freaking using that snap, using that pig as your own personal sex vacuum. Okay, so that's Sky Blazer. Anything else to say about that one? <laughs> no. Okay. Next game is Inspector Wait. Gadget. From Hudson Soft. And uh, I could not figure out how to get past the first uh, <laughs> in this game. Uh, that's, not, that's not a good sign. Um, I have a major problem just in, like, as a connoisseur of the cartoon growing up. Mm-hmm. Why, like, why... The whole point of the show is that Penny and Brain like figure everything out so that like Gadget can bumble his way through whatever situation, you know? Yeah, he yeah, he's essentially retarded. Like Right. Yes. You so should have played Yeah, you should have played yeah. Penny. Yeah. And Gadget would be like this lemming that you right. have to protect from fatal injury by like either throwing a power up his way so that he can overcome a spike pit. Like, you know, you guide him rather no, than you are like, him. But instead, your gadget <clears throat> and like Penny and Brain a big kidnapped is like the whole. Right. So, so the I first mean, level it, is him dying miserably, like the fuck up he is. <laughs> to, to give like Coloss and credit, at least he figured out that Penny and the Brain are like the brains behind like Gadget's success. True. Here, yeah. Know. But then Gadget should have fucking failed miserably and get a new sidekick, or go back to school and actually learn how to use all this shit in his, that's in his body. And he gets sold off into like the global sex trade. <laughs> now I, you listen here. Now you listen here, buddy. I have a very particular set of gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> well, the irony of, of, of Penny getting kidnapped is Gadget's just literally standing around in his kitchen waiting to get a mission. And the mission is surprise, <laughs> go rescue Penny and the dog. He has to be told. Told yes. by them that his family's missing. Yes, oh my god, this guy's so functionally. To go do it. This guy is so stupid. <laughs> it's like, hey gadget, your family's been kidnapped. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you didn't wake up and realize, hey, everybody's gone. Maybe my eight-year-old daughter went to work. My eight-year-old basically ne- gadget niece went is, to work. It's effectively like Kevin McAllister from the start of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So they give you a bunch of gadgets to use, and you can find gadgets. So like the very first obstacle was you had to get a gadget that like let a spring hand come out of your hat and grab upwards. And I just couldn't figure out how to make it go more than one rung, so I couldn't make it over to, to a ledge. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like he also shoots out plungers, and I was like, okay, maybe I have to throw the plunger against the wall, jump on that, then I can jump on it. But no, the plunger kind of disappears very quickly, even though you can step on it for a very brief moment. So it was just like a like a very like a tease of like actually being able to play the game. So I gave up on this after 
10 minutes of trying this madness. <laughs> okay, we're, we're looking at a, a picture here of Inspector Gadget with a mallet, which could not have fit into his skull, but somehow is yet coming out of it, along with, a, again, an oversized propeller. But the most interesting thing, and I think the most practical thing he's got, is the, uh, the garrote necktie, which uh, would really be great for sneaking up on enemies and just choking them from behind. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if Gadget was an assassin, that would make this thing a whole lot more respectable. Mm, I hear he killed David Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> he just hid in his closet, threw the towel overboard, and whoosh, there you yeah. go. He had a jerk mouth at the same time, though. It was, I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> well, he went, well, he felt a little guilty about it, so... Go, you know, go, he wanted to dildo. <laughs> yeah, anyway. and he's got, uh, what, skis on and then a giant uh, propeller on his back. Yeah. But this looks like a regular desk fan. <laughs> yeah. So. so they're going through the different levels here. Stage one is the Haunted Castle. So it's got, what, limited lighting or something around here? And the whole mm-hmm. level rotates behind oh, the platforms, wow. it looks like, using modes. Yeah, a lot of these stages look a lot like Super Mario World stages. Yeah. Like, the, the forest ones look a lot like when Mario's in, like, the forest areas, obviously. And, uh, I don't know, just look, it has, it kind of, it's like gadget in Super Mario World is what it kind of feels like to me. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's about right. Next stage is a clock tower stage. You got like swinging pendulums of death and uh, clocks that fly and shoot things at you. Mm. And what's this? The Amazon? So Dr. Claw only fights you while not looking at you. You just see the back <laughs> of the chair. Is that the deal? I, I guess. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's normal for Dr. Claw, right? You're not yeah. supposed to see him. True. I just point. think it's funny the way that they did that was for Dr. Claw to actually come out there himself and you just see the back of the chair. No, you think that you would have it so that you're facing things from Claw's terminal and Gadget has to like throw things back at the terminal or back at Claw's face. Hmm. That was my biggest beef when I saw like the posters for like the live action movie. Oh, like, with oh, Matthew Broderick or whatever? It was Matthew Broderick and then they just showed Dr. Claw like full face up there and everything. Like, oh, oh, oh no. It for me. Yeah, not even a big reveal at the end. Yeah, then we got uh, the ancient Incan ruins down here, where apparently Claw spins around. You can see like his fist sticking out as he's like brandishing against. Gadget. Are we in the spinning claw? I see, <laughs> I see left, I see l- left, top, and right. So looks like he's got three fists. I can't tell. It's all dark. the The print is very dark. Hmm. hmm. But I love, uh, you guys will love this part, though, here, where it talks about Gadget taking on the shaft <laughs> on page 33 there. Yeah. And then we got so. spinning, cl- spinning Claw, which, which looks, looks like, like the, the um, Resners from Super Mario Resners, World. yeah, Super Mario, or Trent Resners. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because you got to love Miyamoto. He just throws music into everything. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, fading, you're facing the, uh, the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> in Super Mario World, but they're Triceratops. Mm-hmm. And there's three of them, and, then, and they have three horns, so I guess they're nine with their inch-long nails on their head. <laughs> it all works. Yay. Half-Life 3 confirmed. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Stage 5, the Egyptian Pyramid. 
and then this they is fucking just, hilarious with Doctor Claw and the Pharaoh, but he's yeah. in the cockpit of the Pharaoh, but instead of facing you, he's just oh, like he's funny. just facing like the wall. It's like he's that <laughs> shy. Yeah, it's so weird. He doesn't he's even want to look at you. <laughs> and then oh, uh, the final stage, you take on Doctor Claw in his hideout, end up going face to face with him. And on the uh, and on the margin art, we see Penny and Brain helping Inspector Gadget find his asshole from his elbow. But uh, yeah, I think Penny, Penny's like elbow Pen- deep in his. You don't want to know where his left left arm is. Her left yeah. Arm is, yeah, Penny is Asian in this one, <laughs> and uh, you know, like they're supposed to be missing, but he's so inept that they have to escape to help him find them to rescue them. And Brain's like kind of looking at her, like, "No, you sniff it, you don't fist it." <laughs> no, anyway. no, you got it all wrong. So yeah, and then no, he looks like angry about what she's finding in his yeah, ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, Jesus like, Christ! Wait a second, I, I didn't, I then, didn't uh, smell that. Where did that come from? So the back of the poster is like stage maps, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got Gadget uh, yeah. going all wonky with his limbs. He's like apparently he's like summoning Everest. Or something like he's planting a flag with a chicken on it. Like yeah, he's just like this is just yeah. full blown stupid right now. Like he's a goof. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. he's kind of got like the Oscar Pretorius game going on there a little bit. <laughs> well, he's not shooting anybody through a bathroom <laughs> door. So anyway, all right, but, uh, all right. And anyway, so well, before we get well, onto the, uh, the last poster here, there's the last one. Well, with, there's uh, something for Mike to mine out of this. All right. Well, no, he's got this satellite dish on his ear, but his mouth for some reason looks like a keyhole. Mm. Which, for, again, please, someone make sense of this. Nope. All right. <laughs> all right. So before we get onto the uh, poster here, which is glorious, we'll get to a second. Uh, now's a good time as any to introduce our pop-in guest, uh, Rich Reader. Welcome to the program. How's it going? <laughs> Long time no see. I think you were our first guest on the show. Uh, yeah, way back when. Uh, that's right. That was way back. Yeah, that was a, a long night, as I remember. Crack shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad we to just be posted, back. reposted. Uh, we just reposted that episode. Actually, as a retrospective um, last week. I want to say. Um, so, anyways, welcome. I know uh, you guys had do, had done a podcast together, uh, and you had uh, some changes in your life, so that didn't necessarily continue um, as a result. But I hear that you've got a new podcast coming out now. Is that right? Uh, hopefully soon. I'm still waiting on a couple pieces uh, to come together. I'm uh, working in collaboration with some uh, some outside uh, help to um, try and make it. Uh, a little more than than what I had before, and trying to make it a little more fancy, a little more fun, uh, as well as uh, I have a, an actual kind of podcasting rig kind of going now here with a bunch of different actual equipment. So I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to um, bring something new to my uh, new podcast and have some fun. It's fancy. Okay, what's the name of it? Uh, it's going to be the Pop Chatter Podcast. Nice. Yeah, and we're just right going to talk about uh, pop culture and uh, pretty much anything and everything uh, that I want to talk about. Some episodes will be um, kind of just news and discussing of recent events or um, movie or TV reviews or whatever we kind of feel like, and others will be more focused on a specific topic um, of our own imagining. Uh, hmm. Top 
top lists, bottom lists, sideways lists. We like it. <laughs> we go all over. <laughs> Mike has a lot of bottom lists and top lists, but that's his dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, was, so, so uh, on a completely unrelated note, is there any chance to revive Technobabble, or was that just like quietly executed in an alley somewhere? I wouldn't say alley so much as like <laughs> it's somewhere off in the twilight zone now. <laughs> it got wished away to the cornfield. You're going to see it on the side of a milk carton, like Mike's last victim. <laughs> Have you yeah, seen Technobabble that, last seen wandering around shirtless, shirtless in the desert? <laughs> no, you're not going to be shirtless. Don't worry. You can have the uh, Technobabble sweater that I have. <laughs> it's, it's, only, it's only slightly infested yeah. with, bed bugs, with bed bugs. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> All right, uh, so what's the poster? This is actually a pretty cool poster. Super Metroid. Yeah. That's what do we have going on? What do we have going on? Samos has destroyed a purple uh, cement wall, and there's rebar sticking out of the bottle. Suck on that Kool-Aid, man. And she's posing on one knee with her blaster in the air uh, with the, what do you like, call it? Smoke. Yeah. yeah. If it's in, if it's in space, shouldn't there like not be smoke? Like, isn't that the whole point? <laughs> well, she's not shooting an asteroid in space. She's on a planet. And if you look at the, planet, the moon in the back too, it's got like weird, um, like triangulation of like things going on. All the lines. Well, it's kind of like there's like cities on it, dying. and it's like yeah. connected with it's like a, interstates full of like really bright like cars. Or it's yeah, and it's right. about to blow up maybe or something. Well, and you know how Roger, and, and you know how much Richard likes to talk about cracks. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. You know me so well. I do want to. He likes to shoot them or look at them. You know, just you know, Rich is, you know, Rich is all about crack. Say, mm-hmm. say no to crack, you know, kids. I just want to bring attention to a second that Samus has a watch yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it giant. It could be like a watch. It could built be like into a the pressure armor. gauge or something, maybe as well. Oh, maybe. If that yep. was the case, I would have expected to only see one hand. Yeah. But instead, I see the hour and the minute hand. Yeah. And I'm just like, it, it's air. a fucking watch. Because your uh, heads up display doesn't show you enough, you actually need yeah. a wristwatch built into the armor. <laughs> and then it won't, have, it won't have a digital number. It could be for the air, because if you think about it, if you're going to take it to a reality based uh, process of uh, trying to come up with the. Uh, look, feel, and actual engineering of this if they went that far, and it's Nintendo, so they might have. If you think about it, if your suit goes down, like, say, your heads-up display stops working, you want to know in analog form exactly how much air mm. you have left. Yeah, they have thought so, this through. Like, What's the yeah. second needle? If you think about it like that, in how people in this universe would actually design this suit, that would kind of be a good idea. <laughs> what I want to know... They would give uh, them too much credit. So, like, I think it's a watch. The boot is... Look, too much into it. The two boot, there's yeah. two hands. The the, 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 the the shoe or boot or whatever looks like it's, it's like, like, a like a solid one, one like, like solid boot. But somehow, somehow like, like as she's crouching, crouching her right, right like, like foot is arched. So like it's, it's somehow, somehow like articulated with that. Like but it looks like it has a solid like sole. Because otherwise, if you were walking mm-hmm. around, you're like your toe would be pointing straight up in the air when you put your heel down. Like I don't know what's going on with this right right shoe here. Somehow it can bend even though it looks like it's solid. I don't know. It's like magic. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just all made out of rubber or something. <laughs> you go make a space suit out of latex. You go make a space suit out of rubber. See how that goes, Ben. 
Yeah. <laughs> Samus only wears latex. We all know yeah. this. <sighs> <laughs> all right, that's enough I, I, overthinking I, I, for today, I would say, right? <laughs> I, I think she, I think she just okay, cleared out of the room and now she's taking a deuce. All right, let's move on to the under the underthinking portion where Luzy Ball uh, brings <laughs> us through the sp- sports scene. John. Take well, it on, take it on so the first game we have here, there's like, there's well, there's two winner games. Um, one is called Winter Extreme Skiing and Snowboarding for Electro for Electro Brain, uh, and so that it's like a mode seven. Uh, let's see, they have uh, a bunch of different uh, modes. Like we got uh, downhill, competition trainings, uh, giant slalom and slalom. Skiers and snowboarders will appreciate the reality of the graphics, and uh, so it looks like they mapped like a, a resort into the game. So that's kind of cool. It's really like obviously they've like crammed the licensing in because we've got a picture of the gates from the like snowboarding slalom mode or whatever. And uh, what's that? Is it Fila? What what shoe brand is that? There's like the F. Yeah, with the Fila, isn't it? Yeah, Fila? Fubu. No, it wasn't Fubu. Fila. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't seen that logo in like twenty years, but it like I remembered it from. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it looks it, it looks decent for a skiing game. It's obviously they're hitting the uh, um because uh, it's the uh, February ninety four is when when um, Lilyhammer Winter Games happens, as we'll see in the next uh, game. But yeah, so that they're they're striking the iron while it's hot. They want they want a ski game uh, right around the Olympic release, which is smart. So, um, like I said, the second game, um, U.S. Gold Winter Olympic Games, up to four players can be complete alternating turns and in individual events or the full Olympic schedule. I think I rented this game at some point uh, from Blockbuster, and um, they had a bunch of different modes. There was Let's see if they say what they all are. I don't really remember. Um, they they go through. Yeah, because there's the. I remember the shooting mode there. That's on page thirty-seven. There's some skiing modes. There's a, a, a luge, a bobsled kind of uh, course. Yeah, the pro- I'm actually surprised. That looks um, quite a bit like the graphics look quite a bit better than they should actually. Right. Uh, there's also ski jumping and um, a few other modes. Unfortunately, with a lot of games like this, they're kind of rushed to production because they're kind of like, oh crap, we need like a you know Olympic sports game. So like, um, the controls were were never all that great, but it was kind of fun, you know, to comp- that like the mode where you like take yourself through the Olympics, like you were competing with every in every sport somehow in like a hypothetical Olympics, <laughs> is uh, it's still kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the, uh, the biathlon, and uh, they're they're not doing a great job of selling it. Saying the biathlon competition at Burke at Burke Benerin has rather awkward controls. Aiming at targets is difficult. Yeah, and that's what I, that's actually my recollection of the game was that it like was some of the modes were actually very difficult to control. Unfortunately, so well, and that yeah, that sounds unfortunate because the screenshots actually make look quite compelling. I like yeah. the screen. Yeah. The luge one of just the one guy going down on uh, uh, the same page as Mike was just talking about, whatever, 30-something. Anyway. Uh, I wasn't talking about 30 Rock. <laughs> the uh, the guy actually looks like he's going really fast, and I don't know if it's the blur or if they actually like kind of had 
in the game, like it, it just feels like the colors are streaking a little bit. Like he actually looks like he's yeah. Gone. You know what I mean? The game looked good. We're streaking. The game looked looked really good. I remember being very impressed by whoever did this. Like it, it you know, like the the visual appeal of it was there. It was like definitely enough for me to rent it from Blockbuster and then get angry at it. <laughs> and then got, uh, on the mountain about to do a music video dancing there. Right against computer yeah. or human opponents, and they look like they're just about to like <sighs> they're like dancing in synchronization there. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the start of the uh, the speed skating round. So you can you can you can channel your inner uh, Apollo Anton Ono. <laughs> and let's or your, see, your, and then your inner Joey Fatone. But uh, <laughs> you look at the screenshot above, and it's nice to see that they're even including chimps in the skiing. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's the moguls' uh, skiing mode. They have a bunch of the jumps and stuff, and then they, got, they caught it weird, like mid animation. Uh, you can build style points by by jumping different ways. <laughs> but really, you look at that screenshot. What does that head look like to you? A chimp. You're right. So <laughs> yeah, it's not. You're George. not wrong. And speaking of George. speaking of chimps, we have Riddick Bow bounces back. Oh, you uh, fuck. Ah! <laughs> 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 Oh, all right. Oh, oh my God. Anyway. No, no so. wonder this podcast doesn't get aired in Africa. I'd like to thank every one of our <laughs> listeners for uh, tuning in. This will be our last episode. <laughs> I channeled my inner Howard Cosell. You remember, you've heard that, right? Like, when he, why he got bounced from the air finally? He was calling a Monday night football game, and he went, Look at that little monkey run. <laughs> he's fucking drunk off his ass in the booth. So, yeah. Anyway. So, we have... Um, and then Marge Schott being an asshole, and then John Rocker. It's nice to know that, you know... There's, like, a rich tradition know. of racism in American sports. So. Uh, yeah, all beginning from Ty Cobb all the way to modern day. Yeah, Ty Cobb literally went into the stands... And tried to choke a guy out because the guy called him a nigger lover. Like, yeah. Like, it, it's he's an absolutely despicable person. How but. dare you think I have an unqualified love for all humans? <laughs> yeah. How fucking dare you accuse me of caving. caring about people equally? I must, av- I, must avenge my dis- I must avenge this dispersion, good sir. Tykov's one of the worst uh, people in the history of American sports. And he's in the Hall of Fame. But no, we can't let Barry Bonds or Pete Rose in. You know, well, why not? Nope. Anyway. <clears throat> it was besmirched the honor. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, there, it looks like a pretty generic uh, kind of arcade boxing uh, Yeah, this looks like Rock'em Sock'em with people. It's kind of odd, though, because so, like, there's a little view of, like, the position in the ring in the top of the screen, and then, like, it's zoomed in, like, arcade-style, like, really close into the... Like the the two people that are boxing against each other, so yeah, I don't know. I don't remember ever playing it. Uh, can't really say much about it, but so what else we have? Um, well, hold on, wait, hold on. In the article, it also has Riddick Bow himself playing the game, yeah, controlling himself, and he's rocking the the Fila shirt. So there we go. There's your proof that Fila was a brand in the '90s. Yep, and it says, so. "What does Riddick Bow think of his video namesake?" Says Riddick. He has killer jabs, just like me. The main difference is that he doesn't have my gorgeous smile or charming personality. (laughs) And they said they worked with Extreme at all stages of development. They took the time to listen to what I thought would simulate the true boxing experience. And what about the heavyweight's tips for players? 
You don't want to rush into competing against boxers with much better skills. But remember, you want to keep challenging your boxer and practice, practice, practice. When I asked him what's next, he said he's getting back into training and look out because he's going to be better than ever before. John, you follow sports. Did he follow up on this promise or did he pull a Ronda Rousey? Um, Riddick Bowe... Hey, don't hate on Ronda, but, um... I love yeah, Ronda, except she, you know, it's not fair that she got the crap beaten out of her twice in a row. Yeah. It's not fair. I mean, she's got a pretty face too bad they fucked it up, but, you know... You know, she's a good she's chick. I like her. So, he competed oh, yeah. until 1996, and then again from 2004 to 2008. So, he did make a comeback, um, to some degree, so... So, he's been um, here for years. It wasn't really a comeback then. Jesus Anyway, okay. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, then we go, moving on into uh, Richard's territory here. We've got Brett Hull Hockey, which, hockey, is, an which is an unlicensed NHL, NHL game star, uh, you know, featuring the namesake of Brett Hull. Hull. At this point, I believe he's on the Blues, so they can't have the player, the teams or player likenesses. <laughs> But somehow they did land Al Michaels as like the commentary for the game, so that's kind of interesting. So you know, uh, Al Michaels obviously known for his "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes call of the of the nineteen uh, what was it nineteen eighty Olympics in Lake Placid. Lake Placid. So, mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah, it looks like a, a pretty you know mediocre um, copy of the and um, the EA. <laughs> Whoa, you there? What's going on? Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at the ad for the Super Hook 1000 yeah. hockey yeah, stick. Yeah, I was going to get there. I was going to get there. <laughs> but, so yeah, they're on the page they have, um, you know, if you want to get your hooking skills down, get the Super Hook 1000 hockey stick that is designed for the implicit purpose of uh, taking down your opponent, uh, making making your hooking game easier. Endorsed by the Meat Packers local 2012. That's Made from titanium alloy and Canadian moose glands. Wait, what? That should be their tagline. Get your hooking game straight. <laughs> clear, clear heels and a boa scarf ain't gonna cut it anymore. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Hulk Hogan. Uh, so uh, instead made from of trialium alloy, what the hell is trialium? I thought it would be trillium alloy because you know that's the flag of Ontario. That's the that's the flower of Ontario. Hmm. But I don't know what trillium is. So on the downside, Acolyte didn't include name recognition for players except for Brett Hull. Instead, Michaels calls the plays by numbers. Something seems to be missing when you hear number five shoots, he scores. So I would probably skip this <laughs> one. Um, and another hockey game just to to skip Jaleco, who makes the uh, excellent super bases. Loaded Baseball Series has come out with Pro Sport Hockey, uh, which they do say is a little bit simpler to pick up than um, NHL Hockey or NHL 94 or uh, Stanley, Stanley Cup or Brett Hull Hockey. So if you want to just like try out a hockey game, this one might be one to start with. They have a nice little chart here that goes through all the games um, as far as like the whether there's licensing. Um, yeah, you said Brett Hull wasn't licensed, but it says that it was. By it says NHL, NHLPA, but it's saying in here that, like in the article, it's talking about how he doesn't call it the players by name, so I don't know. It doesn't have the NHL license, so no actual team logos can be shown, but it does include collect, pl correct players and team names, so I'm, I was wrong. So it's, they have the cities and the players, but not the logos, um, or that's I guess that's it. So, I mean, that's still, that's still a little bit better, I guess, but... 
for some reason they didn't call the players by name, they go by number, which that's kind of bullshit. Um, so um, they do have an insert here for pro sport hockey, uh, like Mike's dating life, there's a minor penalty. <laughs> anyway. So, hey, 20, 20, hey, 20 is legal in Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, but there's a chart here that goes, so like, battery saves, number of teams, whether there's instant replay, if there's fighting, whether there's a full season mode, uh, number of players, whether you can play two versus the computer, whether there's line changes, whether you can modify the season, if there's a playoff mode, and uh, the respective licensing. So... Um, NHL Stanley Cup and NHL 94 the only one with the NHL licenses um, let's see playoffs yeah, line changes yeah. Brett Hull Hockey is the only one that has uh, variable seasons oh wait the yeah that's not really NHL's. a mode that I th- that's not going to sell me on a game that I can like modify the parameters of the season but um, yeah it doesn't really strike it as a good selling point like what like how are they going to boast that you know to, the- ev- to everything there is a season Super, Super Slapshot has 32 teams, which was more than the league had at the time, so they were inventing some teams, so we have that going for us. And uh, both of the NHL licensed games do not have fighting, but all of the NHL PA games have fighting, so whatever that says. Um, anyway. Why did you even get one of the ones without fighting? Well, those are the only ones that are NHL licensed, at least. So. But like, if the- there's no fighting... Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I guess you have to pick or choose here. It's kind of like Sophie's Choice. So obviously, like maybe if you're an American hockey fan. So wait, wait a second, wait a second. So you're there aren't any hockey fans here, Mike. <laughs> that's like that's 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 like that's like a Sasquatch doesn't exist. Hockey fan in America. Yeah. Have you ever oh, oh, right, you, right. The uh, yeah, you're a fan of that football game where you don't actually hit your. Where you don't actually like kick the ball around with your foot, yeah. Yeah, you mean you mean hand egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Rich. Rid iron. Sorry, Richard. What were you saying? The you were saying that the NHL Stanley Cup and NHL '94 are the only two that are NHL licensed, but right. Then why is the other one called NHL PA '93? That's NHL PA is players associations. That means they have the players likenesses, but not the the logos. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because the PA is like the PA is the union that represents the players. The NHL is the actual league. The gaming was in such early stage still for sports games that they actually there was like contractual agreements where they were like, no, 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 we're gonna make our own game without. Yes, and it got really weird. Like Michael Jordan had his like after about this point in time had his own like licensing thing going on so like you would buy NBA games and like he wouldn't be in them it would just have like some generic guy on like the Bulls <laughs> and uh and everyone's favorite fun. player number 22 uh, yeah <laughs> Steven Jackson <laughs> yeah but um and then Barry Bonds wasn't in some of the um, baseball games uh, in into the early like late nineties, early two thousands, and then the baseball strike that happened around now messed it up even more because there were a bunch of players that crossed the pickets and like were they were kind of like called scab players or whatever, and a few of them actually made it onto major league <laughs> rosters after the strike. Teams like signed minor league deals and, and they were good enough to make the teams eventually. So like um, there was a catcher for the Diamondbacks whose name was Damian Miller 
Um, and because he'd um, he'd crossed the strike line, any subsequent video game that was made, like uh, the the players' union, like wouldn't allow him to be included in any of the games. So like, none of like he, yeah, it's like the licensing stuff with these games gets like super weird. Um, it's like another like there was a lawsuit with the uh, NCAA college games where like. Um, a bunch of former players sued because, like, they were saying their likeness was being used in game in games without, like, without compensation for them, and they actually won. So, like, you haven't seen a, a NCAA. Um, when was this? About 2010 or so. Okay. There was a... I was gonna say it'd be really funny if that was in like the Super Nintendo days or something because anybody could be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's right. my likeness they're using. <laughs> no, um, it was more like. You know, like, hey, you know, it didn't even look that much like him because we're talking about, like, um, at best, like, decent 360 graphics, but yeah. still, um, because of just that it was, you know, the same number, same height, same, like, all the stats for the players were the same sort of thing. They, they were, the, the court ruled in their favor, so. So, has anybody here actually played any of the hockey games? I played the NHL '94, like the EA version back in the day. That they're they're they will always be the most fun for me, just because. In fact, like '93 and '94 probably are the two best hockey games of all time, in my opinion. Like, um, after this, you get into the like early PlayStation like 3D render kind of games, um, and they just aren't always, as good. I was always very partial to. Uh, I think it was uh, Mario Lemieux hockey mm -hmm. in Genesis. That was uh, that. That was my introduction to hockey, uh, for gaming. Right. Any of any of the top down ones. To that, yeah. But that was my first one. Any of the top down, um, like two D shoot, like hockey games. Just they they play better. It's, I mean, yeah, I'm sure some of the more recent ones are are decent, but it just. Like ease of pick up and play of 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 the of the two D top down is oh, you can't um, you can't play them like the new ones now are you kidding yeah it's super hard now it's impossible. well I, yeah I, I bought my girlfriend uh, NHL twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen when we got our PlayStation four right and she played it for like ten minutes and she was like nope this is too complicated so I was like ah oh, as a right. seasoned pro I take that challenge and I tried it and it's bloody fucking impossible. Right. Yeah, like Madden. Like, I used to play the shit out of Madden, and I go rent it every year or two now, and I'm just like... They have, like, special, like, catch like controls. Special, like, like they, they bought into the whole, like, um, tournament players thing where, like, they want to make it more complex, which is great for, like, the top-end players, but, like, for people that just like to casually pick up a game of Madden and play their friends, like, maybe a few times a year, like... They should ugh, at least have, just... they should have, like, a simple mode. Right. Just, just yeah. call it simple mode. Make everybody feel good. A John mode. <laughs> the last sports games I were I was playing were the 2K series, and that was it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's nothing like playing an old school um, a hockey game. You know, like from when you could actually play it. <laughs> right. So uh, continuing on the coverage, we have a Sports Illustrated. Interesting game in that it's uh, baseball and football in one game. So uh, theoretically, grandparents were all over this action because they're like, "Oh, two sports in one! Just what little Jimmy wants." Uh, and then how, little how Jimmy, be, how can it be a Sports Illustrated game without a model on the cover? <laughs> That's only one issue of the year. The rest of it's just a regular sports magazine. But 
Um, well, it goes to show how often I glance at it and at the magazine. Right, stand. one one issue catches Mike Mike's attention every year, and we all know what that yeah. is. It's the one where they paint a bikini on Kate Upton and tr- and parade her out. All right, um, and then let's yeah. let's see. Uh, yeah, it's an unremarkable game, other than that you get to play two different sports on one cartridge. Uh, let's see, there's also um, let's see. Well, this so one should be good for you because it says you'll be picking up uh, first downs right from the start. Because it says it takes a while to master the controls of most football games. So, John, Rich, we found your game. <laughs> um, and then there's a Monday Night Football, uh, like like Tecmo Super Bowl for the Spinets. This game is programmed in Japan. And the American stuff uh, staff, sorry, of Data East didn't even see it until it was all but finished. This is not a good sign, football fans. The action nice. is slow and equally frustrating. Is the poor AI? So it'd be like if you asked me to program a game based on like Japanese folklore like what would happen I think is, is basically <laughs> what happened here so well let's see now we have the uh, you get to fight the final boss which is a filthy underpan vending machine <laughs> and uh, but first you gotta get past the molest train <laughs> alright so alright uh, if, if, if you can withstand the first level which is being browbeaten by your uh, girlfriend's father for not having a sufficient job <laughs> and then it looks like uh, there's another baseball game called uh, Relief Pitcher made its way to the Super, Super NES with its strength intact from the arcade port. Relief Pitcher features the ability to custom program your pitcher. You can, out, can outfit left or right-handed pitchers and give them one of four special pitchers including screwballs and sinkers. Not the old spitball or the, uh, bean, <laughs> the bean ball, huh? <laughs> but uh, let's see. So well, I guess it's just a game where you only pitch? Shows. That's kind of interesting. I don't know, it's very specific, but I'm not that intrigued to play it. And then uh, they just have an... Still recovering from the 80s. America wasn't ready for a lot of catchers yet. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, how many of these are John's finishing moves? The knuckleball, the rising fastball, the screwball, the sinker? Mm-hmm. But and the... then, uh, let's see, we also uh, they have a little a, insert. A ray of hope. We have an insert here that NBA Jam and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball are coming uh, down the road. Uh, so both of those games are actually excellent, so that is good. Let's see, we also have um, the Billiard Congress of America. Whoa, that sounds like a fun group. Uh, presents <laughs> Championship Pool. So we have Pool, the game, uh, by Mindscape. And for some reason, Data East also has Side Pocket, another pool game. So yeah, it which has another amazing little gadget on it, like the, yeah. um, the hooker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the AAA Accurate Angler Pool Cue, which is like a pool cue with a freaking Geiger counter on it with the <laughs> anti-chalk breaking system. So, like, I don't know. So, AAA Accurate Angler, what's the first A, though? Awesome. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. And oh, it's anti-chalk. <laughs> Nancy Chalk, Accurate English. Alright, well, you guys want to it's move gonna, on to the next it's game? Gonna, it's, an, it's a pool cue with ABS, anti chalk breaking system. <laughs> Alright, so, Ben, what do, we have, right. what do we have next? Let's move on to Lester the Unlikely here. So I, I this hate the fact is that this a, guy looks way too much like me. It, it's basically like a, you know, well. I'm a game developer. What if I was in a game instead of just a, you know, a superhero or a funny mascot cartoon character? 
Uh, what if I personally was in a game? My my weak, my weak, uh, pathetic self. And that is basically <laughs> less to the unlikely. It's a puzzle slash uh, platforming game that uh, is extremely frustrating because you're playing as a uh, sloppy uh, developer-looking dude. He's got a hoodie sweatshirt on. He's got big, um, giant circular circular glasses on. How would you describe those? Like mm-hmm. John Lennon <laughs> looking in a magnifying glass? Kind of like Harry Potter scaled up. Yeah. yeah. Wearing like blue jeans and plain white sneakers. Mm-hmm. So, he's got a couple moves. He can run, if but uh, if he he can also trip and fall, and he can die from jumping off a ledge, which I discovered. <laughs> <laughs> he can climb up I've... ledges. Uh, he can gently push things over, and he can walk like uh, I, I don't know how to describe his walk. Take a look at the, his his walk on level four over there. Wow. Where he's sort of like walking with it's like, like sort of shoulders back. It's kind of like a trip nerd, like like a nerd that's been post-wedgie, maybe? Yeah, nerd gate. <laughs> so it's like he's permanently drunk. So the, <laughs> yeah. Is that, um, is, that, uh, does that jungle lady kind of remind you of... Um, Oh, you remember the '90s X-Men cartoon series? Right. Where they went to yeah. the Savage Land. Okay. That, that guy there, his Kazar. Yeah, Kazar's girlfriend, mm. Shanna. Yes. Jesus Christ! Wow. Why do you remember that We're shit? Screw reference. <laughs> I was thinking Katy Perry from the Roar music video. <laughs> also, that I, th- I was thinking Wonder Woman. Yeah. Shanna, Shanna the She Devil, huh? <laughs> Any this kind of Amazon. What that's from. Yeah. Yeah. Death. Death by Snoo Snoo. Oh, what a way for him to die! <laughs> it, it, it would it it would be the best way considering everything else that can happen in this game. The body is weak, but the pelvis is willing, or whatever. No, it was like, I can't, I can't go on. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. <laughs> it's such a great, like, Shatner analog. Like, oh my god. I love everything about that show. <laughs> it was just pure genius. Oh, god. So, the marketing on this game, like, they're like, oh, let's make a, let's make the protagonist, like, you know, like a normal video game player. Like, ah. Oh. God, just yeah. I don't know. This game considering it, this guy again looks perfectly like me when I was thirteen. I I have mm-hmm. to say they fucking nailed it. <laughs> it. Says one day while reading yeah, his favorite funny. comic book, Lester wanders onto a dock. He decides to shit sit. <laughs> he decides well, to sit in the as shindy. as one does uh, as I'm walking around <laughs> reading my comic book. I just happen to wander onto a dock. What okay. are you doing at the docks? He <laughs> should be at the library. He finds a shady spot. He dozes off. Little does Lester realize he has fallen asleep next to a cargo crate and is soon is picked up and taken out to sea. Bad luck turns to worse and Lester's ride is attacked by pirates. The ship is sunk and Lester swims ashore on an unchartered desert island. So the story begins when our hero awakens on the beach with a soggy comic book and no way home. So, yeah. it's uh, If you want to play a game as... You know, pretending you're this sort of doofus nerd, or a typical, stereotypical nerd, this is the game for you. 
But uh, if you enjoy like jumping off of high cliffs and not dying, and curling up into a fetal position, which is exactly what he does, <laughs> if you enjoy uh, running and not stumbling over things. Uh, if you enjoy a kick that isn't just sort of looked like he's brushing some dirt under a rug, um, mm. they play a different game. Is what I would say. So they've got different uh, levels here. Obviously, they got the level coverage. What do we have going on here? Oh, you can see what uh, I mean about the kick. They, uh, the bottom, yeah, they tell you what five. items you can... Okay. Take a look at the bottom of page 45. That's the extension of his kick. <laughs> oh, Jesus, statue. really? <laughs> oh, yeah, terrible. and then at the bottom where he's... He's not actually picking something up. He's pushing it, mm. and that's his push. I like <laughs> the, the one where he looks like he's standing over the laser, and I can just kind of picture him doing, like, a Billy Madison thing. <laughs> Where he's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if they made a game where, like, the protagonist was a ke like a chemo, like, therapy patient. Like, that's kind of what's going on here. <laughs> Except he still has his hair. So at least he has that going for him. It's a toupee. <laughs> oh, just everything about this game. I don't know. No, for sure. yeah. And he's going down the raft, and uh, yeah, you can see he's apparently like, as anyone else would, he's staring at the barely closed Amazon beauty in front of him, completely unaware that uh, death by a thousand bites is uh, coming for him. Hey, level 12, you fight Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm like, can we talk about this gorilla? Here? Dick's out for Lester. This dude is so ripped. Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. It's like, uh, he'd give Grodd a run for his money, eh? <laughs> yeah, there's no version of, of real life where, like, he doesn't get completely eviscerated by Harambe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and if you think, like, look down to the warning Deidre head picture. Too, oh, my like, God, what the? That. Like, yeah. It's like he's, like, looking back over his shoulder and being like, yeah. <laughs> model pose. Dynamite. Dynamite. Harambe, Harambe don't want none of this supple, supple ass. <laughs> you, no, Harambe eat him for lunch. You can have your dick out all you want, Harambe. You ain't getting this. In level 13, there's like a leopard or something that is chasing you too, which there's no yeah, way that... No, there's no way he's yeah. fast. That, that's not even a chase. Tiger jumps out of the tree, Lester looks up, screams in dead. dead. <laughs> is it just me, or is there, like, almost, like, it looks like there's some sort of, like, rope or grass thing maybe tied to him or something? Or <laughs> it looks like the, the tiger's going know. full Tarzan after him. No, but do you yeah, see what I'm swinging on a... Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like the tiger's trying to carotene himself. <laughs> <laughs> Second time. I was going to say... <laughs> Well, that means you know what Luster has to do now is Robin Williams impression. <laughs> oh God, Jesus! No. <laughs> oh, too soon. Okay, sorry. Lovely. <laughs> okay, let's move on from Luster and get into Choplifter Three. The next. That's game. the Winona Ryder game, right? <laughs> oh, Shoplifter. Okay. That's a throwback. <laughs> oh. I like my jokes from the mid nineties. Celebrity embarrassment episode. <laughs> it's like how many mm -hmm. how many goods can you fit in your purse and sneak out of the store? I'd much rather play Shoplifter the game than Shoplifter the game. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, 
<laughs> ben. All right, so All right, haven't we so, talked about previous Choplifter games? I think, I think we so. have. Wasn't the co- no? There was Cobra. That's the game where you fly a chopper around, you rescue people in a uh, thing, and then you blow open oh, a uh, hatch, and then and then you explore a cave in your helicopter. Like you're taking a helicopter into a cave. I don't see any. I think it's the same game. I don't game. see any way that that plan goes wrong. Yeah, I, I think I rented this because I liked the Desert Strike game when I was younger and didn't realize it was like a side-scrolling platformer, and so I just like took it back like later that night. <laughs> I was like, fuck oh, this shit. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, no, if you're going to have a helicopter game back in these days, it has to be top-down. Yeah, go go rent Desert Strike or, or, or acquire the ROM for Desert Strike <laughs> and play that instead. It's a much more enjoyable game. Oh, yeah, look at these uh, bosses. They're so neat. Death Tank, where you find a tank that's about, like, three times the size of your helicopter, and then you fight big guns. Mm-hmm. With a Z. Yeah. That's how you know he's hip. Mm-hmm. And there's... And then, yeah, you're right. There's desert caverns. You go into the underworld, Mike. So you go underground and you fight the cavern driller. <laughs> you battle the underminer from freaking the Incredibles. It uh, looks like the you know Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the uh, Shredder. Technodrome. Yeah, yeah Shredder's uh, ride from the Technodrome. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, you fight the underminer, and then uh, uh, there's the Halliburton level where you take on the oil refinery. <laughs> So, <laughs> and then death tank, and then and then Cheney Cheney comes out to battle you like Mecha Cheney, <laughs> shooting a lot. just got a shot. <laughs> yeah, right. Shoots you in the face. I'd play the shit out of that game. <laughs> so yeah, they have Death Tank two, and then they have Robocop. Son of Death Tank. So yeah, Death Tank Two, the the sequel. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch Death Tank Two. I would totally watch that. That seems like it would be a a movie starring like Richard Bronson. I I think I'd actually yeah. rather watch Death Tank Two than Death Tank One. Yeah, yeah. Death Tank One is gonna be like get that fucking or- get that origin like, story. Yeah, trying like screw it. Let's just yeah whatever. They, like, it's kind of like Shark Sharknado. They were like. <laughs> Kind of half serious with the first one, and then just let it ride on all the celebrity. Yeah, yeah, the celebrity budget from Death Tank One is gone, so all they have left is just like, okay, we got the origin story out of the way. Uh, we don't need to hire the big actors anymore. They know who yeah, we are. Like, we can just cheap it out and do it. Well, like the first or, one or, or be starring like you know Channing Tatum or whatever, and then the right. second one they'd be like, screw it, let's get um who's like Ro- Kevin the kid from <laughs> yeah, the kid like, from Super Bad. Sorbo and Rob Schneider. All right, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I would actually watch that. This summer, Rob Schneider is a (laughs) (laughs) dick. You've seen Schneider as a carrot. You've seen Schneider as a porno mag that was lost in the woods for 18 years. Now, he's a tank. Yeah, anyway. Uh, you can do it. Hey, Fuck you. you can blow it. Up. All right. So okay, let me have so, a feature segment here. Uh, gateway getaway. Um, it's I don't know a, if I'm inside a plane or a, uh, a compound. It's inside a plane. <laughs> and the idea it was what? a it was a collaboration Nintendo did with Northwest Airlines. Uh, not Northwest, uh, the child of Kanye and uh, Kim, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, 
so um, the idea was uh, actually it's pretty um, ahead of its time. Like, there's a lot. I've I've seen this in a lot of planes, like subsequent to this. Um, but they've got a mock-up here of like how it all works. It's like kind of a, a schematic of there'd be a host computer, um, some sort of distrib- distribution module, and then like uh, control units built in um, under the seats that would allow you to have super cool. Right, seat back entertainment and, and or um, like an LCD that would um, pop out of the armrest uh, between the seats. And, and the uh, controller is for the TV. If you, it's like a, almost like a, a Wiimote, actually. Right. If you pointed it yeah. in the middle of a Wiimote, it would have your channel up, channel down, volume up, volume down. Looks like there's mute and a couple other things. Well, like, yeah. The so what side of it is just like a Wiimote, except what it's they got did A B X and Y. Yeah, it's got a yeah. cable onto it, so there's no. Uh, yeah, there's no. You can't walk with it. Up. Right, and what they did was they built in the seat controls. Like, so you've got the page, the stewardess um, button, volume up, channel up, channel down, um, and then they've like included a D-pad and a Super Nintendo control um, ability into it. Um, and then, yeah. uh, and they so emulators. Yeah, yeah, it has the game to be. Programs are downloaded into a two megabyte RAM, so it's not a ROM hmm. unless they're lying. And then they're saying that this could also be modified to um, by Lodge. They're looking to modify it by LodgeNet. Uh, at only fifty dollars a room, you could put it into hotel rooms. So the idea is like it's scalable um, across different systems. But they're looking to uh, officially integrate the, the following list of games. Super Mario All-Stars, Legend of Zelda, Street Fighter 2, NCAA Basketball, Super Tetris, Super Play Action Football, Super Soccer, uh, the Pebble Beach game, Super Mario World, F-Zero. So, it's pretty, um, I mean, if you were on a, you know, a <laughs> so cross-ocean for Mike. Cross ocean flight, uh, needed to entertain yourself, like, there's, um, you know. Yeah, there's more than a few good ones there. The thing that I, I would like to uh, note, well, two things. One... How many planes did this actually get onto you? And two, did anybody ever do the surveys? They, oh, the surveys. Um, (laughs) They, so saying Northwest developed this, it has 42 planes that it wants to do most of its fleet at a cost of one and a half million dollars for each plane converted. Um, I've been on planes. Million? mm -hmm, That's what it says on page 53 here. Um, Obviously the cost dropped over time would be my assert, my assumption. I did see versions of this system on many planes for quite a while and like hotel I've been in hotel rooms where they had it too where they would have like um, a remote controller kind of thing that would have a Super Nintendo controlling ability. Like concerningly late into the 2000s like in into like 2008, 2009 kind of I, I remember staying at some places that that had like like old versions of this system um, in their in their hotel uh, like entertainment area so the idea is you can load movies you can do shopping there's games there's you know like language yeah you can change your language um also see like what you've bought and paid for and stuff because i remember yet you'd have to like (laughs) sign up already so you can already faint and become a very irate passenger right before you get off the plane to realize how bad you're getting screwed yeah, before they get on, knock your teeth out and drag you out, you know? So. <laughs> anyway. But it's like. So, you know, so you're saying that, that, right so you're saying that Doctor was a white guy, but then he changed his language to Chinese. Oh, the screen got all slanty. <laughs> anyway. 
So yeah, like this did end up getting implemented across. I don't think it was just, just like Northwest. Just like the shitty walk guy. Because <laughs> I never, I never really flew Northwest very much, but I have seen uh, the system you know, elsewhere on other airlines. So, so this, this, this did, did get, get you know, you know traction, traction and and, and, and was adapted. adapted. Um, um, to many different many areas different over time, areas so, over time. so they were onto something here, and it, it was adapted. adapted. Um, um, not not you know, super, super widespread, widespread, but on a lot of international, international travel uh, routes, I did see it um, here and there. So mm. we have yeah, that going for us. So anyway, kind of weird, but interesting in a weird way. <laughs> uh, classified information. Do we have anything good? Uh, we uh, have you get invincibility codes with Alien Three. Uh, you have watch mode with 2020 Super Baseball. I like to watch. And you can watch. Uh, yeah, you can watch the computer play itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can skip stages in Super Turk. And, you know what's weird? I will actually um, do that with baseball games occasionally. Like you can turn it on and let it just enter sim mode where like it just plays two teams against each other. Like I don't do it a lot, but it's kind of entertaining to watch like the computer against itself on occasion. On occasion. So, so I actually, I actually have, have done, done that, that. <laughs> in baseball games. Maybe maybe I'm weird, but you know. Well, they have that whole um, I forget what game it's for. It's like that Mujin game, where it's just like a live stream all the time of like uh, different bots fighting each other. Oh really? Huh. And people like bet money on who's gonna win. Wow. I forget what it's called, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, you can change. It's like a yeah, You can game. change your color and run saber, which. Neat. And it's so simple, too. You just pause the game and press select. Boom, you just change your color. If only the Ferguson game had that, mo- that, had that mode we'd be in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we went there. He went oh. there. Dude's going. <laughs> you have selected <laughs> candy bar right, from All right, boys, show me your license. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You can go right ahead. <laughs> you have selected. Can I press start select? <laughs> Reset. I don't like this mode. <laughs> I would have changed my color. The police are here. Okay. Select, press Y to put your hands up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. We had the wrong address. Push Y to pay your respects at your funeral. <laughs> okay, so then we got F1 Rock 2, Super Engines, Metal Combat Difficulty Select. Uh, Alien vs. Predator stage select. So you can just skip right to the queen and I guess like have no preparation or knowledge of anything. Will, the, will they were like? Will they have a sequel like Alien vs. Trump, like the ice game? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening with chicken feed, mm. where you can uh, uh, you can. <clears throat> basically use the flying rooster to navigate path, navigate to this really difficult to reach uh, mm-hmm. area that's over like a little island around, surrounded by water. Oh shit, you're not feeding the chicken, then you're just flying with it. That's a terrible yeah. title. And then... Uh, so you can get bonus fighters in Battletoads Double Dragon on the NES version. It just means you get extra lives, I think. You know... I was hoping for like additional characters but no this would have been super helpful for me because I I didn't own a Super Nintendo ever it was uh, one of the I think it was actually the only Nintendo console to date other than that you missed um, out on the Virtual Boy and uh, the the two new the Wii U and the the Switch 
Other than I was gonna say, you bought a Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want one though. He's the one that bought the Wii U. I'm sure they'll be in. I'm sure they'll be in the discount bin soon enough. And that's why I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually went to my local um, uh, micro play here in Ottawa, which is uh, kind of like uh, a homegrown uh, EB Games mm-hmm. or whatever you guys call it, GameStop sort right. of thing. Uh, except it's like more of a local feel to it and like I've been going to this one location for like 25 years since they had an arcade attached to the side of it Aww. since I like very the, the same place I bought my very first NES game ever wow this store and wow. I like I went down there and talked to them a week before the switch came out and was like so um how much are we you selling for right now used <laughs> How much are they going down in a week? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Trying to get, like, the inside deal on it. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is one of the very few games that um, I actually remember playing uh, quite a bit of on the uh, SNES. And uh, I love of Battletoads and Double Dragon. And the fact that they came together <laughs> in a game, oh, like, my mind was blown. I was like, this is... What, mom, 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 why do I not have a Super Nintendo? Mom, 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 mom. Mm. there's two of them. The two, the double, and the, and the, and the battle, and the, and the, why don't I have this game right now? Like, it was so mind-blowing. <laughs> I, f- I felt the same, I felt the same thing when I was watching TV and discovered that the Jetsons would meet the Flintstones. It would be, yes, that's true, actually. It would be like if 13-year-old me found out there was, like, a masturbating and super, like, can super sugary candy game. Like, my two favorite things! <laughs> Oh my god! Yay. Oh, sugar stroke! Yay! <laughs> sugar oh, stroke. The things you can do with pop rocks. That's a good. That's a good name for the game. Sugar stroke. All right. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, are we gonna break here? Or are we gonna go onto the comic? What do we? What do we want to do? Uh, We're yeah. probably pretty long into this part. I think we part. should yeah. break. Let's break now, and we'll lead with the comic when we come back. Okay. Okay. Um, so. We're going to head, for, head out for a break. We'll be right back, guys. Um, I want to thank our guest, Richard Reeder, for coming on. Richard, is there anything you want to plug for us? Uh, if you want to uh, go and check out my uh, Facebook page for my upcoming podcast, it's uh, the Pop Chatter podcast page. Um, just kind of posting some interesting news articles that I like to comment on, whether it be about a movie or a TV show or something retro or whatever it is. Just kind of posting some stuff there. Um, until I'm ready to start recording, which hopefully will be sooner than later. So check that out, uh, Pop Chatter Podcast, and that's C-H-A-T-R. All right. And I already already mentioned uh, where everyone can find us at the top of the episode, so I'll go ahead and sign us out then. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. Oh, hi, yes. Calling in from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, you're all going to hate me. You know what the problem was? Why? You had the wires inside out? No, the volume was off on my computer. (laughs) Uh. Uh. I was looking at the soundboard the whole time, figuring that it must be the soundboard.
And I didn't even think to check if the computer was on mute because I've actually been using my computer to like watch the um, the playoffs and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something's wrong with your right. sound levels. You are incredibly bassy. That's kind of the point, but I can turn it up a little or off a little bit. Yeah, like do you hear like do you hear the same distortion I'm hearing, Noel? I'm hearing a little. It's not too bad. But it's kind of like he's a little talking into his hands like this. Just a, a little. little. A little, not quite to that extreme. I think it's fine. If he likes yeah. it, that's fine. But how again, about if that? We're, if we're hearing it a little, imagine how big the source file is going to be when I have to edit it. Eh. That's your problem, not ours. Ha ha ha. My case be so much.